Hey there, everybody. Sam Freeman here. You're listening to the Fun Guide Financial Matters. And today, I thought we could go ahead and talk a little bit about opportunity cost, how that relates to business, maybe a little bit of finance, and how it relates to your life. Because even if you're not in business, this affects you every day. So, opportunity cost, all right? What is it? So it's basically the idea that no matter what decision you make, you're always giving up another opportunity. It's the cost of one opportunity for another. All right? So let's say I'm trying to do event A and event B. I need to pick one, right? So if I do event A, I can't do event B. If I do event B, I can't do event A. And that's basically the simple explanation of opportunity cost. But we're going to go into it in a little bit more detail right now. All right? So hopefully you at least learned something from this episode of the podcast. Now, I got this idea the other day in class. All right? I was sitting in class, and my teacher looks at the whole class, and she says, Y'all are here right now. Y'all are in class. What's your opportunity cost of being in class right here, right now? And she's trying to be funny and everything. And she said, I bet I know what the first thing y'all are going to say is. And someone raised their hand and they said, I could be back home sleeping. And she said, that's it. I get that from every class. And maybe it's just for college kids, but that seems to be on people's minds a lot. Instead of doing this right now, I could be back home sleeping. All right. Instead of being in class, I could be out in the park walking my dog. I could be out hanging with friends. I could just go to lunch early (laughs) instead of sitting right here in class. All right? But why are you sitting in class? Well, we went into that in a little bit more detail. Why are you in college? So, sometimes it might not seem like it, but college is an investment. All right? If you look at the pay of people who go to college compared to people who enter right into the workforce right out of high school, you can see that people who go and get a job right out of high school, they're making money, right? Okay. We'll say like 20 to 25 year olds, okay? Uh, That age range might not be right, but we'll say 20 to 25 people are out there making money. But then the other half of people are in college. They're learning. And they're not just sitting there just to learn for fun, really. I mean, that that would be nice if people tried to learn for fun. But uh, no, they're there because they want that degree. (laughs) They want that piece of paper. Even though a lot of times people just say it's a piece of paper, there are alumni backing up that university. The university has its own credit to it. So employers see... Someone who graduated from that university, they're going to perform well at their job. They're going to know what they're doing. They're going to have the right work ethic. So maybe that's why people who go to college rather than get a job right out of high school, they make about $1.5 million more over their lifetime, their whole working career, than people who get a job right out of high school. And I was looking at the chart for this. And people who were in their 20s, right, who didn't go to college, 
they were making money. And it showed that people who were in college weren't really making anything, right? Because they were going in class. That's what my teacher was talking about. Why are you sitting here in class? Well, looking at that chart later down the line, when you hit after 25, maybe about 30, 40, 50, 60, you can see slowly that that graph for people who went to college and their pay, that started going up a whole lot steeper than people who got a job right out of high school. So when you're sitting in that classroom, you're sacrificing your time. You could be at home sleeping. You could be hanging out with friends, doing anything else instead of sitting in class. But you realize, hey, the opportunity cost of going out there into the real world and getting a job right away, what I'm sacrificing is maybe making more money over my entire lifetime, maybe having a better job that I actually like doing, right? So that's why you're sitting in that classroom because you want to make more down the road instead of up front. This is investing right here. When people invest in stocks and bonds, they don't expect to have that return right away or else you would just keep that money. They're expecting their investment to keep going up and earn them more and more money the farther down the line you go, right? So that's what college does. It's an investment. That's the whole opportunity cost of college. Would I rather be making money now and maybe not as much later on? Or would I rather not make any now and have to go to class and make more down the road? All right? Now, in that class too, we were talking about opportunity costs. And what came up is if you're running a business, you face opportunity costs all the time, right? Maybe it's in when to ship something, when to produce something, when to release a new product. Because all those things carry alternatives. If I'm trying to release a new product, I could release it today. Maybe make some more money. But maybe a month from now, maybe it's that I um I produce action figures, toys for kids. I could produce an action figure now and release it today. Or I could wait a month and produce it next month. All right? What am I sacrificing to put it off a month? Well, a whole month of sales on that action figure, right? But maybe there's some kind of superhero movie coming out a month from now. And if I wait to release that product for another month, down the line, I might be making a whole lot more. And in that month that I could have been earning and making sales, maybe I'm taking that whole month to reimagine my product. Maybe I'm redesigning that action figure. Maybe I'm making it more specific to that movie. Maybe I'm partnering with that film company to make it the official action figure of that film, right? So by sacrificing that month of sales, I am setting myself up for greater success down the line, okay? The opportunity cost of not selling it today is waiting a month. The opportunity cost of waiting a month is not being able to sell it today, right? So you gotta analyze which option would be better. And if you're thinking from an investment perspective, you would wait a month because you know that if you rework that product to make it even better in that month, 
you're gonna sell more toys all right now if you're trying to produce this product you have a production line maybe you have capacity of 10 million all right you could produce 10 million products on your production line all right maybe you have product a and you have product b okay you're trying to create the right mix of these products or maybe you can only produce one product on that line because of supply chain issues and other variable costs fixed costs stuff like that all right so do you want to produce product a or product b you can only produce 10 million of it so you gotta look hey if i'm producing product a i can't produce product b if i'm producing product b i can't produce product a What's the payoff to producing A instead of B or B instead of A? So you gotta dive more into these figures sometimes. But any decision that you make in life or at work or wherever, it's always gonna cost something else. And a lot of times when people hear cost, when they hear that word cost, they think, man, I'm gonna have to put out money. It's gonna cost me something, right? If you go to a store and try to buy groceries or whatever, you need to pay the person money. It costs you something. But opportunity cost isn't like paying out cash or anything. It's what am I giving up to choose this course of course of action, all right? Uh, a lot of times it's just ideas, okay? Now, for uh, business in general, nowadays there have been some tech layoffs, right? tech companies big tech is starting to lay off a lot of its workforce all right now you could look at the overall economy what does this mean what's factoring into this and you could also look at the companies now we'll just say that for these tech layoffs one reason they could have been done is because these companies want to save money on their payroll they don't want to pay those workers anymore because it costs them too much now, maybe they're overstaffed, maybe they were understaffed, and this is just going to make the problem worse, but one of the costs, one of the opportunity costs of laying off those workers is you might not be able to produce as many products. You might not be able to develop softwares quickly. That's one of the opportunity costs of laying off workers. Now, sure, you get that little bit of boost to your payroll it's looking a little bit nicer from your perspective you're not paying people as much but you gotta look too how will this affect your company overall will i be able to produce stuff on time will any of my suppliers care about that will anybody buying my products care about that too because i heard the other day too that in stocks well a goal of exec officers uh, working for companies they always try to boost that stock price right now if you're laying off workers it doesn't look as good for your company now the example i heard the other day was if word gets out there sometime that your company doesn't treat your employees well well studies have shown that that actually causes your stock price to drop a little bit now it's not always because people 
care about the workers, as bad as that might sound. Sometimes it's because they know that those employees won't perform as well if they're not treated as well, all right? So you got to look at this from a outside perspective sometimes. You got to look at it as a whole, okay? There are a lot of different factors that go into business. But when you're looking at just opportunity cost, I mean, you you have unlimited options for opportunity cost. If I'm not doing this right now, there are a million other things that I could be doing, right? So, instead of recording this episode right now, what else could I be doing? Well, I could be in the library studying for class right now. I could be out hanging with friends. I could be doing anything else, all right? But why am I doing this? It's because I want to create something that people will enjoy, something people can learn from, and that I can learn a lot more about business by doing it too. So, in a way, I'm trying to invest in myself by creating this show, all right? And the opportunity cost, I didn't see it as being too bad. Yeah, I could be out doing anything else right now, but doing this show might help me down the line a little bit more, all right? And I'm learning from it too. I'm learning more about business with with each episode that I record, all right? So in a way, it's like studying for class. But back to this whole opportunity cost idea. Now, another big issue in the news right now is this war between Russia and Ukraine, all right? And the U.S., they're sending a lot of aid over to Ukraine, all right? And other European countries are too, and just everyone is kind of uniting against Russia right now. So, the U.S. is sending aid over to Ukraine. It costs money to do that, right? So, with sending all that money and those supplies overseas to help out Ukraine, what is the U.S. giving up to do that? What's their opportunity cost? Well, that money could be going to help people here in the United States instead of people overseas. That money that mainly comes from taxpayers and the American people... (laughs) That could be used to help the American people. But what's the opportunity cost of not giving that aid? Maybe Ukraine falls to Russia. Maybe they're not a country anymore, all right? Then maybe Russia thinks they're bigger and better than they really are. And they try and go out and invade the U.S. sometime, all right? That would be bad, right? So... All these government officials are looking at all this stuff. They're looking at so many different factors that you don't even think of all the time. All right? And they think that the opportunity cost of sending this aid to Ukraine instead of the U.S., they think that it's better to send it over there than keep it here. Now, that's their decision to do what's best for the country. You won't have people agree on politics ever. It's one of those things that nobody will agree on. They'll always be arguing about it. And whether or not you agree with that, it still affects the economy. All right? If you agree with it, it'll still affect you. If you don't agree with it, it'll still affect you. So that's an opportunity cost dealing with a lot of money. 
all right? Now, smaller opportunity costs that you might face sometime is you're at work or whatever, and you're ready to go out for lunch, all right? You can pick to go get a burger, or you can go get pizza, all right? The opportunity cost of getting that burger is you're not going to go get that pizza. Cost of the pizza is you're not going to get that burger. Now, maybe there's a price change in there, too, where they don't cost the exact same. So the pizza might be cheaper than the burger. And by getting that pizza, you're sacrificing that burger, yeah, but you're saving that extra money. And by getting that burger, you're sacrificing the pizza, sure, but you're spending a little bit more money right there. So these choices, they affect you all the time. These decisions, it's opportunity cost. Opportunity cost faces you every single day. How you're spending your time, you could be spending it any other way. All right? Now, if I'm looking at this from an investment perspective, I'm looking at stocks, I'm looking at bonds. If I invest in stocks, well then I don't have that money, I don't have that cash that I can go and put into bonds in. If I put that money into bonds, I can't put it back into stocks, all right? Now, looking at stocks individually, if I invest in one stock, I can't invest in the other. Now, I just wrote an article the other day, and it's going to be coming out in February. It's about, um, well, the theme for it, the editor said it was supposed to be about kind of love and Valentine's Day stuff. So trying to write about business, I wasn't really sure what to do. So I decided to do a review, basically, of online dating stocks all right so i picked two in particular i picked bumble and i picked match group and i went through looked at their financial statements for each company looked at their uh stock charts and everything and i saw that match group it's kind of bigger than bumble right uh their market cap i believe is double or more than double that of bumble so that's pretty good too but I was looking at them, and for my conclusion, I was writing at the end. If you're looking to invest in these, I said, I like Matchroot better, all right? It's bigger than Bumble. They're making more money, bringing in more revenue, and they have all these big names. They have Match, Tinder, Hinge, all these. Bumble takes a different approach than Match. It's a non-traditional approach to the market overall and I even looked at the overall market too it's expected to grow about 5% each year uh, I believe the report I read said it's about 7.5 billion dollar uh, market right now so I took all these factors and I looked at it and I said hey if you're looking to invest in either of these companies right now I would go which I would go with match over hinge okay and in the article, I laid out all the reasons why. It was basically over money, your opportunity for that. And at the end, though, I said, hey, I really wouldn't want to invest in either right now. All right. And it's not because I think they're going to crash or something or these companies are going to go bankrupt. Something bad's going to happen. No. I said at the end, I said, hey. Match is better than Bumble, in my opinion, right now. 
but I said, hey, I don't really like either for an investment right now. And the reason is, is because there are better investments out there, in my opinion. I could be putting this money into a different stock. Maybe I'll be making a lot more in that other stock. Or maybe the reason I put it in that other stock is it doesn't come with as much risk as Bumble or Match does. All right? One of the things I'm liking nowadays is the bond market. You have these really high interest rates right now. And the yield on bonds is pretty high right now. So putting your money into that, I know there's been talk recently about the U.S. and the debt ceiling and everything, but the risk of the U.S. government defaulting on bonds, I don't think is that high. So I could put them into short-term treasuries. I could put them into long-term savings bonds. I could put all that money into bonds instead of putting into Match or Bumble or one of those stocks. And then I said, too, there are other stocks that I like better. I said, nowadays, you have a lot of talk about recession. You have a lot of talk about inflation. All of these different things hit the economy right now. I mean, you had a terrible year for stocks and bonds last year, 2022. Uh, S&P, I don't know the exact number, but I believe it dropped around 19% last year, or a little bit more. And... Now, I wrote an article a while ago, right before the midterm elections, about how leading up to midterm elections, the S&P actually performs the worst it does uh, any other year. Alright, so that was to be expected. That's kind of normal if you're looking at it historically. And also, the year following those midterm elections, which would be this year, in 2023, the S&P performs its best out of all the other years. So maybe that'll happen, maybe it won't. But one of the stocks that I was looking at was Coca-Cola. And I said, hey, instead of putting it into Bumble or Match Group, I could put it into Coca-Cola. Now, Coke stock costs more than either of those stocks. Yeah, I need to pay a little bit more upfront, but I feel more confident in that stock because Coke, they have a beta of 0.58. Now what beta shows is Basically, it's a measure of how the stock moves with the overall market, all right? It's volatility right there. And historically, too, Coca-Cola, if the S&P hasn't done well one year, Coca-Cola, they're not really making it big that year, but they don't lose as much as the S&P. And that's because it doesn't move as much with the markets. Also, you have almost 3% dividend on there. And with that low beta too, that means that I can hold that. And I can feel pretty confident that it's not gonna just crash and tank and I'm gonna lose all my money, all right? And the whole time that I'm holding that, I can feel fairly confident that it's slowly gonna keep going up, all right? Money is just gonna keep growing. Maybe I put it in at $60 and I take it out a couple years and it'll be $70. Now maybe I could have made more in a different stock, but I also put, would take on more risk by putting it in a different stock. And that whole time that I'm holding that stock, I'm getting that dividend too. So that's a little bit of extra money in my pocket. And I don't need to really worry about that stock as much. Now, a lot of times when people invest, 
they just sit there and they panic when they see their money just fading away because they made a bad investment. But that's also where you got to get into realized and unrealized losses too. If you're holding that equity still, you still have that equity. You still have that ownership in the company. And if you're holding a stock that pays a dividend, well, you can just hold it for as long as you want and keep collecting that dividend. All right? Don't always think I need to invest in stocks to make money off the change in the price. All right? There are a lot of different ways that you can make money on stocks. But anyways, for the opportunity cost, I was talking about Match Group and Bumble. I said, hey, they're better stocks that I like. The opportunity cost of investing in either Match or Bumble is you can't put that money into a different stock, maybe a stock like Coke. So when you're investing too, you always have that opportunity cost, all right? And maybe you need your investments to be liquid, so you can't put them in long-term bonds or something like that, all right? The opportunity cost of that is that it limits your investments, right? But also, since you can't put it in there, if you ended up putting it in there, your opportunity cost then is you wouldn't really be able to touch your money as easily. All right, with a lot of bonds, you need to hold it for an entire year before you can cash it in. So you won't be able to touch that money then. And maybe you'll need it for some kind of emergency and you just don't know what's happening. So whether you're just making an average decision in your life, like where you want to go for lunch, or you're looking at it more from an investment point of view, what do I want to invest in? What am I giving up to invest in this thing instead? You will always have opportunity cost in your life. As long as decisions are being made, there will always be opportunity cost. And that's all I have for this episode. But while you're listening, I hope you figured out a little bit more about opportunity cost and what it means in just everyday life and in business. I try giving a few different examples. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Really, I hope you at least learned something. All right. If you did enjoy it, then go ahead and share it with a few of your friends and they'll probably like it just as much. All right. Uh, I'll be having more episodes coming out too. So stay tuned for those. And until next time, y'all have a great day.